Welcome back, Red Spotters. This is Red Spotlight Entertainment number 114 to be titled something later on. I am Wait John a minute. Amala- You're not the hostess with the mostess. Think, way to kill it. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Kyle, explain what. Hi, guys. I am back. <coughs> no, that's not. What, okay. Kyle, all right. All right, guys, this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when no one is prepared all the way. So it turns out I'm Alexis, and I'm hosting this week. I know Kyle is here, but right at the last yeah. minute possible, Kyle said, you host because he's unprepared. So okay. now we have everybody's unprofessionalism at, at full blast and display, as usual in this podcast. Thank you, Peter, for making that very clear to everybody <laughs> at well, home. Within the last 48 hours, I was within the premises of uh, Sin City, a.k.a. Canto Bite. So, that shows you how prepared I am. So, let's get, let's get on to the, onto the show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, Alexis, yeah, <clears throat> what horrors have you, uh, <laughs> have you, <laughs> have you brought to our attention today, sir? Well, as I mentioned in the previous episode, uh, that we were very near Comic-Con, and I think Peter and I had mentioned that we, uh, well, I had mentioned particularly that there wasn't much that I was looking forward to. Turns out I was way off, because there was a lot of things that happened in just the past couple of days that I think have been causing earthquakes uh, all around. So Thank we you, Warner off, Brothers. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Warner <laughs> Thank you, Warner. Uh, well, that's actually some good news. So... Uh, we, we actually, okay, this, all right. Well, it depends on what side of the coin you're going to talk about, really, when it comes to Warner Brothers, because there's one huge miss, obviously, but we'll get to that later. All right, so, sorry, my notes got scrambled. I don't know what happened. We're just really off the rails already. You see, Alexis is a way better prepared host than I am. He actually took notes instead of just winging it, so... Kudos to you, Alexis. So here's what's happened in Hot Stuff this week coming out of Comic-Con with some bad news, obviously. We have James Gunn who has been fired by Disney in horrendous fashion. Old tweets have been brought up by Twitter trolls. I'll take that headline because I came up with that one. The return of the Mac, apparently, uh, in some in striking and out-of-left-field preparations... I'm just ad-libbing here, guys. I've got nothing. Star Wars The Clone Wars is back, and my mind, you know, melted. And we have a bunch of trailers that came out of Comic-Con. Everything from Aquaman to Shazam, Glass, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Young Justice, Titans, Doctor Who, and the Crimes of Grindelwald. So many more things. Even panel info from future projects like Halloween, Bumblebee, Venom, Into the Spider-Verse, and The Predator. And we will finish off our broadcast in five hours, because that's how long we'll be here, really, by remembering the late, great John Schnepp. This is Red Spotlight number 114. And I guess we're going to start with uh, the big one. James Gunn was fired uh, from Disney, uh, I think it was two, two days ago at this point. Whenever this gets dropped, doesn't matter when. He was fired because some old tweets of his had resurfaced um, and apparently James Gunn was the target of conservative-leaning Twitter trolls that were aiming to get him off or to peg, take him down they to didn't because of what happened. like that he criticized Trump, so they okay. dug a, a, anywhere they could to try and find something mm-hmm. to ruin 
his life. Basically. And when and when it uh, was revenge, right? It was basically that. And when those tweets happened, Disney fired him. And I think that has really caused a very. I I I feel anyway. There's already a backlash, uh, a brewing because of what happened. Because many people believe he was wrongly fired because of the fact that there's no way Disney could have not known about these tweets when they hired him. Two years after he had already the, apologized the, for those tweets, so that's well, that's yeah. the story. Uh, I th- I'm just laying it out. Uh, Peter, Kyle, you take it away. Hold uh, on, hold on. We should we should at least lay out what yes. the tweets entailed. They, right. So they were. I'll let you go ahead and explain. They were that. very dark humor, uh-huh. like um, jock bro, nasty shock humor, shock jock jokes involving pedophilia from over rape. ten years ago. Um, yes, some of them as recent as six, well, eight, I think, but they were, they, they were basically shock humor jokes. So it's like whatever was the most shocking thing that could come to James Gunn's mind at the time he would tweet it out. And in an, in uh, what's it called? In an effort to get a rise out of people, basically. Um, Kyle looks like he really wants to say something, so I'll let him go ahead. Oh, it's but I just wanted to elaborate what that what he, the whole story and what it was that got him fired. Um, I read his tweets. Um, I I'm a huge, uh, South Park fan, so this doesn't phase me at all. Um, what he tweeted because I've heard worse stuff come out of Eric Cartman's mouth than uh, than anybody on the planet. Well, maybe Mr. Donald Trump, but that's an entirely different story. Um, I am not a fan of this at all. I'm not, I, 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 he made stupid remarks 10 years ago. Come on. We all have said stupid shit in the past. Um, but, and we know that he doesn't mean it. Uh, and that's the, that's the problem. Meanwhile, Disney is uh, flying that Johnny Depp flag high and proud with uh, with Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> okay. and Johnny Depp gets fired. Uh, James I, Gunn I, gets fired from you know what something that he um, apologized for years ago. Can I just say this? I didn't know this, but I guess we should have seen it coming. It's it's it was kind of awkward, but both uh, Johnny Depp and um, what's her name Amber Heard. Amber Heard were I think at Hall H at the same time. Because he was there for Crimes of Grindelwald, and she was there for Aquaman, and I think they were both part of the WB. Yeah, um, they were panel, yeah. and it's like, uh, uh, what? Uh, that's Who? a really. It's kind of tone deaf if you think about it. Yeah, on Warner did, Brothers' part, did no one just stop to think like, hmm, maybe I, this shouldn't happen? Well, I, I think we can say that for the end because I have some thoughts about Johnny Depp and that whole fiasco what happened today, but. Um, I think really the crux of the issue is certain things, and I, I will go ahead and let Peter elaborate on the whole mm-hmm. being allowed to grow thing. But I, I would just say on, on terms of principle alone, um, as I went and, and said on Twitter, I, would, I, I just went ahead and said, shame on you, Bob Iger. Shame on you for – because I, I personally – this is a very this – this just feels so wrong because James Gunn, if you look at his work and you look at his comments and you follow his Twitter account, that 
this this James Gunn is not the James Gunn that was years ago. And I, and I said before, I'll let Peter elaborate on what it means to be allowed to grow as a person. But as terms of principle alone, I don't know how you can defend. Right? How how can you defend standing by John Lasseter for six months? You don't fire him after those allegations are made, because well, basically you knew of other things happened. But you wait six months. And then you announce he's not fired, but he's transitioning. He's, just in, he's transitioning into a consolatory role, and then he's retiring. But he's not fired. This is a man that is <laughs> retiring accused, in, right. in another thirty years. He'll retire. This is a man that has been accused of sexual harassment and also abuse in the workplace and stifling young talent at Pixar. This man shouldn't have been allowed to have been in charge of that company for all these years on end and Disney knew about it. Mark my words, they knew about it and they did nothing about any of this whatsoever. Until also, it was set out in public. Also, with the issue of Johnny Depp. How, how is it sending a right message when you're saying that you're it's so okay offended? It's okay to hit women. Well, it's okay to send out I mean, it's bad to send out tweets from 10 years ago that were awful jokes, but it's okay to hit women. We still got your back. That doesn't make any sense to me. And then also Roseanne. That might be the big one here because Mm -hmm. Roseanne, on Twitter especially, for many years was always Roseanne the way that we know her right now. Very racially inflammatory remarks that were said on Twitter time and time again, and yet they hired her to do a primetime show on broadcast network. They paid her all that money and they ended up firing her because, oh, she ended up saying something that was so racist. And my thing is, how can you defend standing by and defending all of those people for doing things that are so much more horrendous than anything James Gunn came close to achieving in that kind of remark? And yet you just drop... You drop the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, you, the, the films that have really been, to many people, the cornerstone of Marvel and have really contributed to, to your consumer products and everything. How is it that you just drop him just like that? And you have to understand how this looks to people. It's not just about James Gunn and Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the fact that you capitulated to a bunch of children, Twitter trolls, who are so clearly targeting this individual and you drop him just like that? You don't even bother to defend him? While you stood by Roseanne, John Lasseter and you still employ Johnny Depp. And just the other day, Anthony Anderson, another another TV star of one of your big TV shows on ABC Network, is under criminal investigation for hitting hitting women. I am confused because I don't it seems to me that the message that you're sending out to the world is that these people are okay and we will stand by these people. But James okay. Gunn apparently was a bridge it, too far. It's a lot I don't more, understand that. It's a lot more complex than that. Uh, Lasseter's influence on Pixar is huge and heavy-handed, uh, so they can't just that doesn't excuse like the that. things that he did. Um, that doesn't it, excuse the things that he did. I know, I know it doesn't make any excuses, but I'm just putting my mindset into a business executive like Bob Iger. Uh, Roseanne, that was the one of the number one... Uh, that was on the, the number network. one show. If not the number one, net, you know, in terms of network television, that was the Revival series. And so Roseanne was doing wonders with that. Uh, uh, Blackish, 
you got a huge following of Blackish, and so you're uh, gonna stray from that for a little while. Um, Johnny if I'm gonna De- use that logic, though, if I'm gonna use that logic, Marvel should trump all those things because Marvel literally brings okay. the billions this of dollars. This is the thing. This is the, we're getting. You guys are getting too far away from. I think. The discussion. I I I want to break it down because I think you guys are just going all over the place. Um. And yeah, Kyle looks drunk. Um. So yeah, you don't I, agree with anything I said? I know I I agree with a lot of what you said, but I feel like you guys are jumping back and forth, and I just want to start from the beginning of of what this story is. Um, as far as his, uh offensive and inflammatory remarks th- that were made through his Twitter um, 10 years ago I 100% think they're gross and they are offensive and I don't agree with them whatsoever I want to make that 100% clear mm-hmm. right now That and, and, and that's coming from someone who I myself I consider to have a dark sense of humor and I've said that before on <laughs> so you, you listen to the show you know that Yes, I, I do we have a ha- sense of humor. We have a whole uh, podcast called To the Table where we get to see your uh, yes. your tastes and stuff. And um, just put on any podcast with Peter on it. You'll you'll figure it out. I guess my thing is, um, you didn't you didn't have to look at these tweets, however, to see <clears throat> what James, who James Gunn was and his sort of sense of humor if he had a very dark and messed up sense of humor, you literally just had to look at any film he made before guardians of the galaxy. Um, he started out his career at trauma. I don't know if you guys know what trauma is, but it's like a Mm -hmm. really like schlocky down and dirty, um, movie, um, studio studio. And one of the movies he made, I think his first movie was Tromeo and Juliet which is kind of like basically an exploitation film with like the dirtiest, nastiest jokes. Um, Red Litter Media released a video today back when the original Guardians and they made a joke. It's like in in which they said, hmm, I guess when Marvel, I wonder if Marvel, when they were looking for the next director for one of their movies, said, let's get that guy who made that movie where Ellen Page raped Dwight from The Office. And that's his (laughs) film, Super. (laughs) Which I don't know if you guys have seen Super. That's it's it, that is also very dark humor, and it goes some really weird places. Um, so the guy's got a, a dark sense of humor. It is it, as dark as mine is. It, his might be dark, um, but th- this is this is m- the way I see it. Okay. It's different than Roseanne, because a lot of you guys are talking about Roseanne going into this and going into that. I don't think you need to. The difference with Roseanne is she has shown mm-hmm. over the years to, to have these offensive and racial tweets and can I, can um, I, can beliefs I that say, she puts out. I just want to clarify. Wait, 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 let, let I, wasn't, I wasn't comparing James Gunn to those I know, people. I was comparing I know. their situations. And I, I was know. just making a comment that if... Disney defended and stood by those people. Why couldn't they have stood by James Gunn for a a, a different thing? That's all I wanted to say. Continue. But I, I would agree with you in the fact that Hollywood is full of shit. They don't have Mm. any real beliefs. It's just they saw outrage, so they reacted. They don't actually care. I agree with you on that, and they've shown that 
there's endless, endless um, examples of that. But talking about this, the reason why Roseanne got um, a lot of flack immediately is because this was a tweet she made like right now. Like she made it like a month ago and then immediately after was when she got flack for it. Um, with this, James Gunn made And that was these a bad tweets. tweet, by the way. Yeah, it was a bad tweet. Um, and I think James Gunn's tweets were bad. But again, those, those, they were jokes. Even if you do not find them funny, it's very clear that the intent of those tweets was to be humorous. Okay, he made very nasty, inappropriate, offensive jokes. Um, he got called out on it years ago. And he said, you know what? I understand this now. I'm sorry. And, and I am attempting to change as a person. And actually working on the Guardians films has actually helped me do that. A decade passes and he's actually proven. Because not only did he say he would change, he has changed. He is a different person now. And he, he, ha- he hasn't reverted to that. He's been very wary of other people's feelings and whether they um, would be offended towards his type of sense of humor or the things he says. And he has become a better person. So I guess my issue is, one, he didn't hurt anyone. Yes. Bad jokes can be offensive, and I do think people should be held responsible for the things they say, even if they're jokes. That being said, he did not literally hurt anyone. He and he apologized. He said he'd learn from it. And then he actually did that. He learned from it and he became a better person. I really believe in allowing people, if the things they did are they're able to come back from, because not everybody does things that they're, I think anyway, that are redeemable. But I, I, I mean, saying bad jokes, I think, is a redeemable. And he's more than proven that he has redeemed himself in the time between when he first initially gave those tweets till now. You, so look, to, at, you look at something that he's done, like Super Tromeo and Juliet, uh, or even Slither or something like that. You could see that his filmmaking came from a very angry perspective. Uh, when you're looking at something more recent, prime example, Guardians, you see that his uh, his uh, vision for making films is not out of anger, but out of love. And that's a huge step forward into what he's doing. And in fact, his whole uh, the whole story arc of Peter Quill in the Guardians movies is something out of uh, out of love and change and changing uh, aspects of who you are for your uh, for yourself and your surroundings, um, and that is a huge example of what kind of man he is now today. You know, changing for the better instead of uh, changing for the worst. And uh, it, the way that he tweets, the way he you know interacts with fans now is very different than he did uh, a few years back. And uh, yeah, he did apologize, and it just, it, it really sucks. It really sucks that this uh, position is. Uh, well, he apologized doing. back in 2012, and then he apologized this year in 2018. And again, this whole thing of like Disney coming out, oh, the thing, the, he said irre, irrehensible. What did they say? Re- Basically, irredeemable remarks. Irre- oh, God. They said that word? Ir- yeah, irredeemable, oh. the things he said. 
And again, if offensive humor is irredeemable to you, why did you hire him? Every single other film he ever made. And it's not like they're like unknown, low-budget films that are hiding in a vault somewhere. They're incredibly well-known films. And these tweets were right there you for knew, everyone to see. Yes. They should I, have I already just, known about these tweets. I, you, you hire him because of his work, and then you fire him because of his work, is kind of the way I see it. And I, I just... I don't like the precedent that's set where we don't allow people to become better or grow. I feel, though, that this is more than just that because if they already know that these tweets existed and they hired him in the first place, why then now is that cause to fire him? But again, they might come out and they can play dumb and say, oh, no, we never knew these tweets existed. And it's like, OK, fine. But you knew about his old films and his old films are basically those tweets, but in film form, <laughs> which is maybe even worse because there's visuals to it as well. Like that's 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 basically PowerPoint presentations. Of his yeah, tweets, pretty much. So it. If if that kind of humor is irredeemable and you know reprehensible, and he needs to be fired and thrown away from the Disney lot forever because of it, then you should have he should have never ever ever been allowed a meeting in the first place. And it, it, it's just such fake. It, Everything just lazy. comes off so fake, so it's fake. Lazy. Uh, this didn't need to happen. To. There, was, there wasn't a reason for any of this. The only reason this happened is because there were people on, on Twitter that wanted to take him out, and they got what they wanted. And I can't believe Disney did that. I really mm-hmm. can't believe they did that. Because really, they just handed them a victory. I was just surprised how quickly the decision was made. They didn't even think about it. No. It, immediately, they, they fired him. And I think now at, at the Disney headquarters there there's a new golden rule that okay there's a, it doesn't matter who it is or what it is that said the details are never important but if they start to smell that there's outrage over someone being offended by a tweet they immediately go to firing they don't even think about but it beating, it's like we don't want the headache okay. we're we're just going towards it and again Yes, people are bad. People do dumb things. They're they're offensive. They're terrible. But if we want to make the world a better place, when someone says, "You know what? I I I I I heard what you're saying. Not only do I hear you, I'm going to actively try to change to become a better person." And then they do that and they're true to their word. Why then go back and tear down, tear them down as a person? What's the point of that? Are, are we are we in the business of just destroying people's lives or trying to change the hearts and minds of people? Because I'm, I'm in it to change the, the hearts and minds. I know, but I, it, for me personally, I'm in it for the changing of hearts and minds. Right. And again, like you, Kyle said, and we talked about it before we went on air. You can see the change happen 
in real time in James Gunn's films. That's that's the heart of what the Guardians films were about. They're about adults acting like adolescences. You know, Peter Quill is an adult that acts like he's a 13-year-old jock that's constantly talking about his dick. And the, the arc within the film is the arc of James Gunn's real life. It's growing out of that. And, and not being afraid to be a softer, sensitive, more person that's about love and not about just trying to get a rise out of people by saying offensive things and being immature. So uh. I, I do want to note, though, as far as this conversation, that, you know, when this has been happening recently, again, different incidents, different people, but I am seeing... A lot of people, well-known people in the industry, those who were close to him, those who knew him, those who just knew him from afar. Um, I've Dave Bautista included, um, who are coming out against this decision. And I don't think you've seen that recently with other incidents that are similar to this. So, and I think all of us at this moment, understanding and agreeing completely with what Peter said we would hope that there are conversations happening behind the scenes to reconsider what happened because and it obviously was a decision that was made with so much haste. And I think I speak for all of us where they didn't even think it through. They, they just about did it. it. I don't even, I'm not even sure if, if Feige was in the conversation because this came he out. He might of not Alan, have been. I don't think he was because this came out of Alan Horn. Alan Horn is the head of the Walt Disney studios and Bob Iger. I think so many people were involved. Year, yes, I, can I? Uh, last year, Feige had huge plans for Gunn, and yes. he said that he was going to pretty much make Gunn in charge of the cosmic universe mm, for yeah. the MCU. Yeah, and that means that you know he was going to be working with Waititi. He's going to be working with all these all these different factors. They're probably they're it's, going to replace the Russos as the head of the of the creative, I guess, energy of the universe. Yeah, so that was going to be a huge set, and more evidently, you see their creative uh, spins in uh, Infinity War. So uh, that right there was uh, was a huge uh, undertaking in itself, and they were planting this in the seeds. So, yeah, definitely, Feige was not in the conversation because he needed them. <laughs> Also, it's it's very interesting seeing like the interpersonal uh, relationships that Gunn has established within filming Guardians of the Galaxy uh, with the cast and crew, especially the cast. The cast love him. You obviously saw that from Dave Batista's side. Uh, uh, Batista's not happy at all. He's not okay this. with this. Those are his words. Not okay with this. I I would understand if Disney was like, you know what. We didn't know about these specific tweets. We got a lot of, you know, bad PR. We're, he's on suspension pending an investigation into... But that's we're gonna, what you should do. Yeah. It's suspension it right now. Um, we're going to look into these tweets, look into his past, make sure everything's, you know... Hey, you know, everything that what they did with okay. Huh? Isn't that they, what happened with Lasseter, right? I think with Lasseter, they tried to be very hush-hush about it. I don't know. But again, I I don't want to be... Because 
I don't want to have this whataboutism when it comes to this. Right. I, I, I want to look at each individual situation that comes up with its own look at that specifically. Don't be like, well, they did this. Well, they did that. I agree I, with you, Peter, I but I think it should be in the you. mix that Disney is... They are hypocrites. In, yes. That's what yes. I've been trying to say. Basically. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Um, but I, I think that's something that's unbelievably self-evident. Um, yeah. And I think the whole movie industry as, as a whole, like, again, we could sit here for hours and hours and hours and talk about how the way they pat themselves on the back, how they're this and they're that, and then hey, they I, turn I around make clear, and work. I want to make clear right now. It's like, I'm not, I know people are having ongoing discussions about, well, what happens with this movie? What happens with that movie? Again, though, I'm in a space where I don't care about that right now. I just feel so bad mm-hmm. for James Gunn, and I want what happened to him to be, you know, re- like fixed. Because I, I, this is a situation that shouldn't be happening. He is an individual that does not deserve what happened to him. And my mind is on somehow getting him, I don't know, I just, I'm not in a space to think about what does this mean for Marvel or what, I don't, I'm not interested in that discussion right now. The body's not even cold, and the, everyone's like, oh, who's going to direct Guardians 3? And I'm like, I don't yeah. care. I don't care. That was, <laughs> Guardians was a James Gunn film. You take James Gunn out of it, I don't, I don't care. This is everyone's James Gunn's like, universe. Get, get Taika Waititi. Get Taika Waititi. I would hope Taika Waititi no, wouldn't No, you hire it. back James Gunn. That's what you should do. Yeah. I, Plus, he already wrote the script and was well underway. He already had production shots and schedules already planned out for Volume 3. All the cast was already set to return uh, later on this year. I mean, there are so many things under well underway. Um, it's very unprofessional for them to dismiss him like this. Well, I, well. I do want to reiterate, we're not defending the things that he said. Mm-hmm. I, I found them to be reprehensible. And honestly, they weren't funny, which is, which is <laughs> bad. On and you know what's kind of sad, but I think if they were funny, I don't think he he might have not gotten fired. Um, <laughs> well, because again, a lot of because yeah. again, right. going into the the hypo- hypocritical nature of it, there's. I can tell you so many comics that use the same kind of humor, so many television shows that use the same kind of humor. Um, it's that same kind of humor. I see it everywhere and not just like in um, hidden areas. It's in the mainstream. But but I also just say as an avid follower of James Gunn on Twitter, those tweets are not indicative of what I see on a daily basis from him. He changed. Just, yeah, yeah, he did. He genuinely did. And that's, that's a good thing. That's okay. I think people should be allowed to change, even if they're in their 40s. I see a lot of people saying, I can understand he was young, but he was 40. I don't think there's a cutoff date for changing. Um, you know, what's interesting. It's like, uh, okay, I, I, get, I, I don't. <sighs> if he had ever actually hurt someone, and again, I don't want it because it might seem that just because we enjoy the Guardians or we enjoy Marvel that we're defending him. There are actors, um, filmmakers, people in the industry who we have loved, yeah. who once we find out the way that they have hurt other people or victimized other people, we're like immediately, you know what? They should have never had a career to in the first place. Kevin monsters. Yeah. We want them gone. You know, offensive humor can be rude, can be mean, it can go too far, 
but I don't think it's it's not hurting anyone. It, it's 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 a whole it's on a very different level than, and I think a lot of people are trying to compare him to, to like people that have actually engaged in terrible Dunch acts. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's humor that can be done in poor taste, but if as, if it ever song, comes out right. that he did engage in some horrible acts, I don't. Whatever it is, again, complete 180. He deserves to be gone. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But so but, far, the writing is on the wall that he <clears throat> has uh, he has a changed personality. He has there, changed there, for there, the better. There's no. There's nothing to indicate, and I want to be careful about this because I've been hearing some people on the interwebs that are taking with this and maybe speculating. I, I, I think somebody online may have accused him of being a pedophile. And I'm like, what? There, there's been no evidence brought forth as of right now to that. Again, that's just speculation. Reality's crazy. But well, I, I, that's such a serious thing. It really should not be thrown around lightly. That's that's like such a massively serious accusation. Um, having a dark sense of humor doesn't, you know, someone joking about um, terrorism doesn't make them a terrorist. Um, should they be? Should they be doing it? Um, no, maybe not. You know, but again, it doesn't make them what they joke about. I guess it's. We we have to be level headed when discussing these kind of things. We really do. We can't just immediately give in to our emotional instinct. Right. Right now though, um what do you see do you see this going anywhere in the coming days? No. Um I think eventually you're gonna have to get um what's it called? Get all the guardians on the record. On what you're gonna have to get Zoe Saldana, you're gonna get Chris Pratt, um, Vin Diesel, because everybody. Well, Dave Bautista's kind of come out, but I think he'll elaborate on his thoughts. But they're they're gonna have to say something because they they constantly have people with microphones in their faces. They're gonna ask them the question. They're gonna have to answer it, and even Kevin Feige as well. Um, Maybe not as soon, especially Feige, but he will get yeah. So, um, again, I also want to say I would hope that there are forces that are working to fix this. And if if there aren't, okay, I just hope it doesn't destroy his career. Because again, I we should allow people to become better people. That that's kind of the whole point of it all. That's the movies. That's kind of like all the films we watch. You know, people, that's that's literally like every Marvel hero is someone that was shitty, that that was humbled and learned to become a better person, and now they're a better Iron person. Man, <laughs> Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, lit, Guardians Star of the Lords, all of them Guardians. That's it, Thor. Thor, yeah. He was a very arrogant prick, and then he turned into something... Uh, beyond his own self and caring for his people. So we as a people do understand that that is something that we do look up to, that you can, when someone changes for the better, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, That's a role model. That's the very essential (laughs) basis of a role model. Somebody who 
uh, is human, but has uh, bettered themselves, and that's what a role model is supposed to be. And James Gunn, uh, unless anything uh, seedy has happened in his past, which I doubt. Uh, Again, we do want to radiate. If anything in the future, because the reality is crazy, if anything in the future comes forward, there are any allegations of literally anything that could change him, this entire conversation. This changes a hundred percent. And if it does, we will address it. Yes, yeah. we will hundred percent. We'll be like, you know that. what? Everything we said before, right? Fuck that. <laughs> but as it stands right now, yes. given with what little we know about what the situation is, and it's not just mm-hmm. us saying it. There are many people saying it. It's, we're not okay with change. what happened. There's a change.com petition going on. To be on. fair, there's a change.com petition for everything. <laughs> well, that's I don't true. Think, I don't think they've ever worked, so. But it's just uh, it's just showing, like, a grand scale of things that yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people are upset about this. And um, I, I'm going to maybe disagree a little bit with Peter. I, I think this is too big a story that I'm not saying Gunn's going to get his job back. I'm just saying there's going to be fallout from this, and you will continue to hear about this because this is way too big of I something do, that happened. The, and, again, I do think there, there will be more pushback than I've ever seen before in this kind of scenario. And, again, I think this is the first time ever for all three of us where something bad comes out and someone's either fired, dropped, or whatever, where we said... I I think they went too far. Everybody else from yeah. By the way, all the other people had different issues. Yes, and that's the that's the main different. right <coughs> difference. For the most big, part, big big difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think everyone should know the record on this. Okay, we will leave this here for now. Uh, we will get uh-huh. back to it whenever there's any updates for this story, uh, and then well, I'm gonna go ahead. We're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna move Clone Wars back because I want to get to these trailers because there's a lot of these trailers. Yeah. And I and I'm glad because I want to brighten up the atmosphere because <laughs> um, these were some. Well, not all of them, but the, some great trailers dropped. Can we talk? Uh, can we talk Titans first? So that way we could get that Ooh, over with. I mean, okay, okay, okay. First off, I. <laughs> uh, when I first in in humans hit puberty, <laughs> pretty much essentially. Uh, when I first saw the trailer, I didn't even finish it. When he slammed that guy's head with his foot and said "fuck Batman," that's where I turned off the the trailer, and that's when I called it quits. I'm like, nope. A whole that's lot. That's when of- I reached for my wallet to get my seventy dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Slammed his head on the pavement with his freaking boot and said, "Fuck Batman." Um, I to be no, clear, I think none he, of that. I think he crushed his neck. Yeah, they made a neck cracking sound. Either which just does not look good. Also, <laughs> Dick Grayson is not jaded yet. He is still Robin. He is not jaded. Have him as Nightwing, then you could have jaded uh, Dick Grayson. He's not jaded yet. Stop whatever. Okay, you I'm do. sorry. Dick this Grayson is more than was never this jaded. Is, first of all, this is more than just jaded. What we witnessed here yes. was a Robin. Apparently, the the boy wonder himself, Robin, 
shoot people, had guns, first of all, going ser- seriously, like, shooting up people. Either he was stabbing necks or slitting throats. I couldn't tell because of how dark it was. And he was breaking necks. And then, I'm, I'm, that's not even touching the fuck Batman thing. At that point, I'm like, what? what, what what is wrong with these people? It's it's so sad that the Deadpool joke still stands today. You're so dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe? It's like it, it, it's sad that they the would learn still from rings. that. You think they would learn from that? Yeah, it, it, it's sad that the candle is still lit upon said subject. But I digress. I mean, look, um, Raven looks atrocious. Beast Boy looks cheap and ugly. And Starfire looks like a cheap hooker. No offense to all of the good hookers out there. This is just really bad. <laughs> is Did they confirm? Is that like what she, like, that's her character? Like I read specifically in the description character? that that's her character costume. Her official costume is No, that. no, no, not the costume, but I mean, like, is she literally, like, that will be part of, like, I thought I had heard somewhere, maybe it was just people again commenting on the costume, that um, she was going to be, like, a, that was part of the story that I she I don't think was. it was. Okay, okay. I maybe that's so just faulty information on my side. yeah. Um, um, Beast Boy looks like a joke. Um, the whole thing's a joke, really. <laughs> with Ray, with Raven, I s- kind of see what they're doing, but it's just not executed well. The, 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 it's just the, not look, executed this trailer was god awful. Good. It was god awful because it was cheap. They obviously went too dark, and then also, what was with that song choice? They were trying to be moody. It's edgy, bro. Yeah, they were trying to be edgy. They were trying to be hashtag hot topic, uh, but it was just not working. It wasn't working at all. Plus, it's so it was visually just really dark. It was hard to see some things. Like I, I there's a lot You're of so trailers. dark. I don't want to spend too You're much time on the DC it. Universe. The DC Universe. <laughs> there we go again. There we go again. Um, it was it was bad. What's well, obviously, obviously, you, you know, it was lit that way because they don't have the money. Well, yeah, that's why I say I'm not for superheroes when it when it comes to television. Are you no curious? No one wants to put in money. So. Are you curious checking this out just to see how bad it is? Oh God, yes. I won't pay for it. <laughs> we should uh, meet, we should note that this was used to promote the DC Universe streaming service, which you can now sign up for. For seventy four ninety nine for a year service, you can't sign up for individual months. You can't cancel after individual months. You have to pay the whole seventy four ninety nine upfront to be part of DC Universe. Okay. They Do you guys want think their this money is? Back. Yeah. Well, no one's gonna get their money back. Next one. Um. I don't know. You guys pick. Okay, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh my god! Have- oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, oh my god. god! It's so good! It's so good! That shot of Mothra coming out of the water, 
brilliant. Beyond brilliant. That shadow of King Adorah, this kaiju-loving motherfucker loves it. I, I love this this trailer, everything about it. I love the fact that the main <laughs> character is going to be a kid. It, it's just like the old uh, Godzilla movies. I, I, I am absolutely ecstatic for this. It's beautifully shot, everything. The way that they used Claire de Lune and orchestrated it, because it's just supposed to be a piano concerto, but it really turned into a big old orchestra. Brilliant. Beyond brilliant. I love the Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer. Gorgeous. Can't wait for it. May 2019. Come here quicker. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it as well. <laughs> I, I'm not going to... It, it is beautifully shot. I, again, with these films, you don't need much to satisfy. Just, just make some fantastic monster on monster brawls, and that's we're them good. Fight. We're good. Let them fight. <laughs> uh, that should be the tagline for any big monster movie. That's all you need. Um. So yeah, and it looks like we're gonna get that. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it. The only Godzilla movie that I've ever seen was Roland Emmerich's Godzilla movie. I, oh, my God. I know, right? I am not a big fan of monster movies in the slightest. When I hear any news about a Godzilla or a Kong, I yawn because I just don't care about these people. I don't know these people. Who are these people? You don't know that Mothra? Be- no, King, honestly. I mean, the only reason King I know Ghidorah? Mothra is because Kyle has Rodan. talked about it for years. Rodan? Godzilla. Nope. The list goes on. You, no. Mechagodzilla not, is uh, yeah. pretty self-explanatory. Come on. I, I mean, we know Godzilla, but... It's Godzilla, else, it's like, but I'm not a fan of that genre, so I wouldn't know, generally oh. speaking. So, that was the only thing keeping me going in Ready Player One was that Mechagodzilla. <laughs> but it was the only thing I... I was like, oh, look, it's that thing I know. So did you watch the trailer, Alexis? Yes. Um, earlier today, uh, we were recording something. Kyle was here, and I was watching all of the trailers in preparation for today's podcast. And I put it on the speaker so I can hear you know, the music and everything, and I was watching the trailer. And I couldn't believe how blown away I was. I didn't just like this. I wasn't just impressed i was beyond ecstatic for this trailer i was stunned i was shocked i'm still waiting for you to say this is sarcasm no i was there i was there to witness the reaction oh, wow. of this he okay. is genuinely thrilled about this movie the visuals made my heart stop they're they're yeah the and then the the huge cast the a-list cast and the music and how this i think this was a beautifully constructed trailer and i i was just i think i said to kai it was like is this the best movie ever like (laughs) i'm not even kidding you i was just like wow that looks incredibly amazing Remember earlier when I was like, you, reality so next is trailer. crazy. You so never we know. Have that, that's <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what did Peter say? 
You, you know how earlier he said reality is crazy, you never know? <laughs> that is this. <laughs> Are you seriously stunned? Because I am. Yes. Personally, I am stunned. I love. you were being sarcastic. No, I loved this trailer. This oh my God. beautiful. It okay. was gorgeous. It was outstanding. This looked, what are your thoughts? This <laughs> trailer, this trailer alone, was better than most of the movies I've seen this year combined. Well, those are s- that's not hard. Those are some excellent. To- <laughs> those are excellent uh, thoughts, Tootsie. Thank you for your input. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, look, the movie could end up being bad, but this looks great. Let's be real here. This yeah. looks outstanding. I told yeah. you, Michael Daugherty. He's, he's pretty great. Pretty great. Who? I love it. I... I'm serious. Huh? Uh, who, who are you talking about? The director of the film. Yeah, who's who's that? Michael Daughter. Um, two the two films that I love from him are Trick or Treat, which is a Halloween film. Um, is one of my f- all time favorites, and um, Krampus. Oh, okay. Which is also a fantastic film. So yeah, I I've seen Krampus. I've not seen Trick or Treat. I want to go and see that real soon. Perhaps I. Uh, never mind. I. Uh, I so, am. Yeah. Shall we talk uh, about a uh, a certain man under the sea? Aquaman. Yeah. Should we talk about Aquaman? Let's talk about Aquaman. Peter, go first. <laughs> okay. You will hear this probably from now until the end of time from me. Um, Aquaman seems to be what Black Panther should have been Um, because they're very similar. It's it's introducing you to this whole new world with it. It's it's the same way they said Black Panther was almost like Star Wars introducing to this whole new mythical world. That's what I feel it really feels like Aquaman here is doing. Um, the visuals look incredible. It really, it genuinely feels like its own world. Um, I, I, I feel more intrigue with the whole family and throne stuff going on than I did with the entirety of Black Panther. Um, I, I, I just, it's visually, it's beautiful. Um, Black Manta that's the goofiest looking comic book villain in the world and they made him look badass on screen that's that should be commendable in of itself um i don't know just every at every turn i'm like this is working this is working this is working this is working i told you so james gunn is the man so this is james wan james wan sorry james gunn is gun is um canned (laughs) <laughs> too soon um, too soon <laughs> I know I know James Wan Wan <laughs> James Wan delete all your tweets do it now uh, P- uh, Kyle yes your oh, thoughts on the trailer well, my thoughts on the Aquaman trailer I liked it I liked it a lot I think uh, I uh, with, with this trailer I was kind of iffy <laughs> On the on the poster that they Comic Con released, because it looked eerily similar to the Finding Nemo poster, but I digress. Oh, no, it was a straight. Part, yeah. It was a rip off of a classic. But when you rip off a classic, you just end up looking good. 
that was a not so subtle uh, look into uh, another movie that you like with, within the property. But okay, um, I love the poster. A- Aquaman, <coughs> I am ecstatic, and I want to see it immediately. Uh, it, Alexis, when you were uh, watching this, because I was <coughs> watching his reactions along the way. Uh, well, don't this spoil is kinda, it, Kyle. Don't this spoil is kinda, it. I'm talking about uh, your reactions. Uh, oh, oh, well, okay. Somebody said to me once that the, if only this movie could come out in the summer, because this is what a summer movie should be. This is what a sh- uh, blockbuster should be. It should be something... Uh, this is very exciting, and it's. Uh, it, it should have been released this, uh, this uh, month, but I don't think that they're quite finished with making the movie yet, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I think that... Well, with it, be, with that being said, I think that this is a great thing. Amber Heard looks great. Uh, uh, Jason Momoa looks fantastic, and the world looks fantastic. Patrick uh, Patrick Wilson, I think his name is. Um, he looks great. I just the world looks great. This looks. That's all I could say about this is that it looks great, and I'm uh, I, I'm amped. I'm amped up. I'm amped up for Aquaman. Isn't that isn't that strange? Nobody gives a shit about Batman. Nobody gives a shit about Superman. But Aquaman? Aquaman is like it's this called looks poetic great. justice. The <laughs> emphasis on justice. Um, so I think that this uh, looks really good. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so Alexis, tell me what you thought about uh, Aquaman. As a voice of reason for myself and myself alone, I want to remind the world that Warner Brothers makes great trailers. DC, most of them are great trailers. And yet, and especially at Comic-Con, most of the trailers end up being pretty great. If someone were to give a ratio as to how many of these movies end up being good... It's a very small number of these movies that end up being good. Um, and we have to see the movie when it comes out um, in December to see whether or not this trailer was indicative or just another trap like the others were, with the exception of Wonder Woman. However, given what I've seen, I have no doubt that this movie uh, I always struggle when it comes to the will not or will be because I always forget what I'm saying what I'm saying is when it comes to it Mm -hmm. Aquaman will be in the group of movies that succeeds because I think any rational person looking at this trailer can see that this was absolutely amazing. Earth-shattering and an earthquake, really. And this is everything it needed to be and then some to give to get people to wake the fuck up. I loved the visual effects. It looks gorgeous. It looks stunning. I really was just amazed by how great it looked and also with how many different individual aspects 
of the film really shined in this trailer from the underwater effects to the the visuals obviously and of course black manta looking amazing in that one shot and then shooting beautiful gorgeous laser beams out into the open sky with their sun hey it's not dark i i honestly am so happy that this looks like a great movie and this is exactly look this with Shazam is a one-two punch to get certain people to wake the fuck up because finally some other comic book movies have arrived and I gotta be honest here I loved this Aquaman trailer I think this looks amazing so Um, we will see before someone interjects we will see how the movie ends up in the final account of all of this but when it comes to this individual trailer this looks like somebody really really talented worked on this and made every part of this look like a a cohesive piece that is outstanding so so far that's what i'm seeing so with that kyle what do you think of your thoughts on shazam the next dc well before we go into shazam i will say it does appear that uh Someone else is signing those checks now. Um, go ahead, Kyle. Duly noted. Wow. Do they know? Wait, uh, no, Shaz- no, wait. Shazam! Oh, we Shazam. are now talking about Shazam. I, I really, I, I adored this trailer. It was hilarious. Uh, Billy was hilarious. Shazam was hilarious. Uh, I, Zachary Levi uh, looks like he's going to be a scene stealer. Uh, the dynamic between uh, the two characters is going to be very Aladdin uh, genie uh, ish. So I am very. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. It's uh, what what G what uh, JTE said on Twitter. It's big meets Superman, and you could and it is a perfect marriage of the two. Uh, however, uh, we'll see when it comes out. But with the trailer, the trailer was hilarious. I thought it hilarious moments. Uh, and Levi is a standout. This looks uh, great. This looks great. Hilarious. This is actually really funny. Think about that. A comic book movie that's actually funny. Oh, my God. And everything with Zachary Levi worked. I think all the jokes in the trailer landed. More than any humor from this franchise ever came close to making me laugh. This feels... Like maybe somebody behind the scenes got their shit together. Mm-hmm. I laughed more in this trailer yes. than I think I have laughed in the the entirety of every DCEU film up to this date. Thank you. I agree a hundred percent. That is both sad but indicative of a change, which yes. is good. Again, the show is about change. It's um, honestly a dramatic <laughs> change. Yes. Really. Like this and Aquaman feel like there's something completely new from what came before. And you know what? I I, I see a lot of people say it it feels like Marvel. I don't think it feels like Marvel. I just it just feels like they're good films. (laughs) I think that's what people are trying to say. They feel like they're comic book films that are also good. Um, I I love the whole um, 
aspect of like a, just a child being a super it's the ultimate wish fulfillment fantasy right um and them just sort of discovering it and you know messing up along the way just like oh hey i'm a superhero guy right you but know? That, that was a great line but again think about this though this is a pretty wacky concept for a film how did yes. they make this work but they can't make batman superman or anything else work i i don't know because to me, Shazam was always just the, the weird one. It really, like, that's out there. I, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy might have been easier conceptually than this one because it's about some a kid who finds a wizard who grants him the Egyptian, I think it was Egyptian god powers. Of And, and he be, when he says Shazam, he becomes Captain Marvel and he becomes an adult. And it's it's <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's... It really is, but from what I've seen from the trailer, um, it's nailing it. What what you would the ideal outcome of this concept on film is what I'm seeing on, out of the trailer. So yeah, I'm genuinely yeah. excited for these two movies. You're excited for two DC. Can you films. believe that? Two. There's a smile on my face, <laughs> and I'm excited and blown away I, by these trailers. It's I, beautiful. It was so funny watching your reactions to both of these. Peter, God, I wish you were there to witness such uh, miracles. But it, it was so funny watching back-to-back him seeing Shazam and him seeing Aquaman and the genuine... Uh, Jack Nicholson-ish grin that he had uh, watching these trailers, and it was just a joy seeing somebody thrilled for uh, for DC. And I was like, "What?" He he pointed out what kind of reality are we in right now? I'm Again, shocked. We never hated DC. <laughs> we just wanted good films. That's it. That's all. <laughs> I hated That's all DC. I need. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I hated the movies for yeah. now. <laughs> Look, I still don't care about most of the movies coming out of that studio. I don't oh, care God. about that Joker I movie. I don't care about the Joker movie. I don't care about the Harley Quinn. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Suicide Squad 2. Don't care about it. Although that that is a good idea that could be done well. Okay. So that one can win me over. I'm not sure what to make of Wonder Woman 2 or 1994, whatever it's being called. Yeah, I hear Wonder it Woman feels 84. vastly different from the first one. Like so Winter Soldier was to the first Avenger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are kind of aping the formula when it comes to Wonder Woman. That is one thing where I'm like, you're, you are marveling it quite a bit. Uh, but but hey. as far as these next two movies are concerned, I'm excited. I hope they're good. They look really good. And if they are they good, do. if they are good, somebody else who I may or may not be paid for better take watch and better step it up <laughs> because I'll, I'm going to make a prediction right now. Those two movies will be so much better than their last effort. Whatever. Like, so honestly, mm-hmm. the, the last effort was so pathetic. I couldn't believe it. But yeah. Can can you imagine? And this is a possibility. Um, there's a year. In which your favorite films of the year 
are DC films yeah. as far as comic book films above right. Marvel films? That's a possibility. It's a possibility. Um, one that downright disgusts me, but excites me. <laughs> so it's an interesting contradiction. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, to be fair, I am mm-hmm. a big fan, and I love The Dark Knight. And that's a mm-hmm. DC film. So yeah. to be fair, though. Again, I'm not about teams. I'm just about and again, make me to a good be fair, Phil. Once I know. Again, to, yes, to we know. It's a what, joke. Okay. What ne- what is the other subject? What to is the next fair, subject before we get be, into should, this debate? This should debate. indicate to people that I'm excited about these movies. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. The next one uh, is Glass by um, what's his name? Ooh. Oh God. Um, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Shyamalan. Sham Hammer. M. Not Shyamalan. I, I know yeah. this is kind of um, real quick. This is kind of going back to the James Gunn thing. I was thinking about how much has changed very quickly within um, the decade as far as what is considered acceptable um, as far as jokes and humor and the way that we communicate. And one of them, I think, that is probably no longer acceptable and I think a lot of people would get in trouble if they do it, is I remember a lot of people would be M, would say M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. And kind of that used to be like people people would speak that way Yeah. Uh, whenever oh, they would shit. say his name. And I'm like, thinking back, I'm like, oh my God, that that was really insensitive. Like, that's not cool. Um, I don't know. That was just a thought. Because I was thinking about the way humor and the way people um, interact socially has changed so much within the decade. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to get into this because last year on my top 10, uh, if you if you listen to our podcast of our top 10 favorite films of all time of uh, last year, uh, I put Split as my number seven. Uh and I loved Unbreakable. I, I love that movie. I love the dynamic between uh, between uh, uh, Bruce Willis and uh, and Mr. Glass. Uh, and I love the the acting with that. It is uh, one of the better M Night Shyamalan movies. Um, and it is uh, it's just a and my favorite uh, M Night. Well, no, Split is my favorite. My second favorite is Unbreakable. Um, oh wow. Yeah, it's just like uh, Split really, really touched my soul. So when uh, it was announced that Glass was coming and they were combining the two, really, uh, it was very, very uh, intriguing. And that was one of the most like my jaw dropped when I saw Bruce Willis at the spoilers when I saw Bruce Willis at the end of Split and uh, him it turned saying, out he was a ghost. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Insert your sixth sense uh, joke here. <laughs> um, but I really uh, thoroughly enjoyed this. I liked the the narration with Sarah Paulson, which uh, my boo Sarah Paulson, yo, it's great. Uh, I love her. I love her and uh, everything. She needs to get more uh, stuff. Um, I've become a huge fan of Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, and uh, she's gonna be great as Casey again. Just stepping into the, to the thing. I, I the visuals <clears throat> of it. Just seeing uh, the beast, quote unquote beast, running across the lawn. It's just a lot of stuff really meshed together. And uh, seeing Bruce Willis and uh, Samuel L. Jackson in the roles again, it feels like they never really left. 
uh, their roles, and it feels like this is a true, uh, I guess, sequel to uh, to that movie. And uh, visually, when they're in that pink room, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Um, Peter, I know. Yes. I know you have uh, some uh, thoughts on Glass. I have some thoughts. Here we go. Okay. Um, I, again, I, I say the theme of this episode. I like to find the theme in episodes. Oh, and God. You see me do that a lot. It is change. Um, when I was young, probably one of the filmmakers, the biggest filmmakers, the Galongsite Spielberg, who really influenced me to love film was M. Night Shyamalan. Um, I actually really loved his films when I was young. It's kind of weird because um, I was really young, but I loved Unbreakable. Like I loved it. Um, the signs. I had to sleep with um, water guns under my bed because fuck aliens. Um, <laughs> that movie is terrifying. Um, I know. Signs was incredible. Mel Gibson, man. Mel Gibson. <laughs> Even even his his um, bad films, I just had just I loved his that with any of his films, I could feel his voice. I I can get a sense of who he was. The happening but, shape of water, not shape of water, mm-hmm. uh, lady in the water, lady in the water. Um, the the issue is though uh, the village. I loved the village as well. Um, I I think I've said this before, but I wanted to go as one of the creatures from the village one time for Halloween. I wanted to. I never did. Um, but there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> well, well, we never know. We never know. Um, that got dark. What um, happened, though, is he actually. I don't know if you guys know this. He was a really arrogant person. Like he became so, beyond full of himself. He self-proclaimed like he, himself as the next Spielberg. No, no, he didn't self-proclaim that. That was a whole article written by I think it was Time Magazine, but he really drank his his own Kool Aid and he smelled his own farts hard, and he was <laughs> he viewed himself as this like prolific next writer. And that really, I think, contributed to his downfall. And he's just been humbled harder than I've seen anyone maybe ever in the film industry have to humble themselves. And he's, I think, I genuinely think he's become a better person because of that. And he's come back and he's sort of had this resurgence for his filmmaking um, career. And what's really awesome is that, like, everyone... You know, five years ago was like uh, M Night Shyamalan. You know, roll their eyes and laugh anytime you mention his name. Now people are genuinely excited and happy to see him his He's um, back name on his film. And not only that, he has made um, some. He has had a, a a comeback. Split was a great film, I think. Um, it, really, really awesome. I'm really hoping that this film doesn't falter. I really want it. To succeed because I really want him to succeed. Um, so yeah, that's sort of the life of <laughs> M Night Shyamalan. But as, as for the trailer, there's a lot of things I'm liking. A little things are like mm. I um, saw there was a interview with him on Entertainment Weekly regarding Glass, 
mm-hmm. and he said that if Glass does well, he has so much more planned with the Unbreakables universe, so to speak. That's the part that I'm kind of worried about, because um, you can tell he is trying to do this whole new, um, like, self-made superhero universe, and because that I do love that as an interesting commentary sort of if he does it right which i think he has the ability to on the movie universe and the way these people are just being viewed as like crazy individuals and they're in these psych wards and as long as it keeps this very extreme realistic tone i think that's what always worked with these films is their extreme realism Mm -hmm. and the fact that they were never meant to be these action films with these giant set pieces they're dramas they're thrillers they're um i think um this next one glass will be very psychological um and because it's comic-con it it made it seem like a more atypical uh, comic book film superhero Uh film i really hope it's not that but I do think I don't think M. Night wants to do that or has the ability to do that. So um, look at anything, anytime he's ever attempted a blockbuster. Um, I mean, I could definitely see him doing something uh, thrilling with Glass. I mean, the last oh yeah, the last thirty to twenty minutes of the of Split had me at the edge of my seat when I was watching it. There's still emotional moments in Unbreakable that get me Uh, at the end when he takes on the orange man and um, he becomes the hero. And then that famous line, you know how I knew who I was? The kids, they called me Mr. Glass. It's it's a great film. Um, But no, I'm really looking for like I'm really looking forward to this. Like big time. A lot. A lot. Uh, what about Alex? Well. What about Alexis? Because he's he hasn't seen either film, has it? Have you seen either film? No, no I don't understand not. anything really. All I know is that Sam Jackson's wearing a big wig. That's all I've seen. My main question is, <laughs> they who, call um, him Mr. Glass. who ripped off who? Because <laughs> the Doctor Who poster and the Glass poster are very similar, at least to me. Oh, I didn't think that. I didn't think that I at thought, all. One looks like I thought the Doctor Who poster looked like she was in the quantum realm. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, she is psychologically. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, this see, nice. you know what? That makes that makes sense because the way they handled science is completely Doctor Who and Ant Man and the Wasp, in which they said, "Fuck it, who cares." <laughs> I don't think that's fair because Ant-Man and the Wasp didn't try. Doctor Who tries to give some kind of half-ass explanation. That's um, true. Crimes of Grindelwald. I didn't see oh, this one either. Oh, yeah. Why you didn't see it? is Johnny Depp still getting work? Other than that, I thought it was a nice trailer. <laughs> I will say it, it had a really great line where I was like, that's how you know this was a writer here um, by Zoe Kravitz, where she was she tells um, that line at the end where she tells um, Newt, 
like um, you're too good of a person you've never met a monster that you didn't love and it's like oh that works because he's talking about her because she's like she's obviously going to be a villain character and yeah. his obsession with like creatures and stuff I don't know I thought that was a really good line um, well okay uh, not to sidetrack but J.K. Rowling always has like this play on words I mean there's two places in the Harry Potter universe that is literally a play on words Diagon Alley is a play on diagonally and then Nocturne Alley is a play on nocturnally so just just saying um, that has number, nothing to do with this but okay I know I know I just sidestepped a little bit um, number one uh, Nicholas Flamel there was uh, references to him visual references um, which uh, if you if you're into the Harry Potter lore you know that was a huge part of uh, Dumbledore's life uh, the mirror of Erised that was oh uh, I saw that yeah there that was there and hashtag uh, sorcerer stone feels am I right um, and uh, the rest the only thing I don't by um i kind of wish that instead of johnny depp i wish we got somebody like mads mickelson to play grindelwald um because i don't but i don't believe for one bit that i that dumbledore uh betrayed his family for this uh sack of shit i don't believe it for one second um, I can I can see it. That's the only bit I'm not like okay. This this is not uh, this is not believable. But for the Johnny rest, Johnny Depp still does have charisma. I think. I I don't know. Yeah, with his fist. But okay, I <laughs> I'm not I'm not talking about that. I'm talking as an actor. <laughs> Which, yes, by the way, that is, again, in a fair world, yeah, he probably wouldn't be on this film. I, I 100% agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, okay. I, I don't know what else to say but, to that, because okay. it's true. It's true. It, for this trailer, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a Peter and say, it's okay. that thing I know. When that Hedwig, when the Hedwig's theme plays, it gets my juices uh, flowing. So I am, uh, I as a Harry Potter fan, I am uh, adamantly uh, looking forward to this. Okay, that's it on trailers. For those wondering about Doctor Who, Kyle and I recorded a an entire episode of Who Knows, which will be up on the channel where we go in depth on the panel and also the um, the trailer of Doctor Who. And as far as who knows, more like who cares. Out, those for your Agents <laughs> of Shield fans that are out there, we just confirmed Jeff Ward is being is returning as a all one of regular, you. and that Clark Gregg is returning to direct the first episode, which we will discuss further on in our season five review of Agents of Shield coming out fairly soon not here but in a different episode and now there's one thing else that's pretty big and well two but this is pretty big so Star Wars The Clone Wars is coming back is this even worthy of discussing we'll briefly discuss it um (laughs) I 
Because I mean, I will say I one of us here danced on the grave of its death. At the time of its death. But, we danced. Okay. But one of us celebrated I'm tie, I'm wholeheartedly. With the theme. I remember the actual the quote was, huh. I saw that this morning on IGN, the morning that Star Wars The Clone Wars, back in March of 2013. I remember the month and the date. Yes, people, I'm that sad. Kyle said to me, huh, I saw that this morning on IGN. I laughed. Okay, but the theme of this episode is change, <laughs> and people definitely change, especially within <laughs> our own. But yeah, but we also said some things are just go too far, and there's no excusing it. And I think that also plays in here. So, but yet again, <laughs> people change, and uh, that my change on a on a Clone Wars has uh, has uh, definitely changed over time. And to me, I think it's some of the best Star Wars content that we have gotten within the past uh, decade or two, even, including the prequel era when it came out. So I think it's some of the best Star Wars content in the past uh, two decades. we have multiple projects on our media, things that we've done in the past five years, that have gone in depth about our feelings about Star Wars, the Clone Wars. My thing is, can I just, I couldn't believe this is actually happening. First of all, this came out of nowhere. No one was anticipating this to ever happen. And I think, I mean, I know the answer, but I'm just going to go ahead and ask the obvious to Peter and Kyle. Could you ever have imagined this was ever going to come back at all? Okay. Before I, be, before I begin, I must say, bold move, Disney. Bold move indeed. You, uh, you gave us... Bold move, Kathleen. <laughs> bold move indeed. You gave us something... Uh, you gave us bait to buy into Disney Direct, which uh, the... La- well, I'm assuming it's going to be the last season of uh, Clone Wars, and you gave us bait to go in and get your Disney streaming service. Uh, and for sure, I know Alexis is going to uh, buy the subscription service just to watch the Clone Wars. Um, yeah. Even Sign before then. Come on. I mean, well, yeah, I was saying like you all knew. But I think, look, as far as a marketing but strategy But there's more evidence for the contrary now. As far as a marketing strategy is, is concerned, when you look at the parallels about... Titans and the Clone Wars, both of which are designed to launch uh, their individual company's streaming service. One worked miraculously well, and one was a complete and utter misfire. This More like a is, star fire. Oh my god, this is a big <laughs> thing coming back. What did you guys think of the trailer that we saw? Um, it's it's an emotional trailer. It gets it, There's not much I can say other than I'm, I'm glad, because this has always been my biggest complaint when it comes to television series when they don't get to end on their own terms especially this one yes this one was done bad mm -hmm. so that they've been allowed the ability to come in and end the show on their own terms i think is fantastic i also think it's hilarious how disney is waving around the flag saying we saved the clone wars when they were the ones that murdered the clone wars (laughs) So, <laughs> hey, okay. but they brought it back. You but kill it and you bring it back. It back. Yes. Change. So, it's fun. It's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we're going to get the series finale 
Can you believe? I, I just can't believe it. I'm excited. I'm so excited for this. Okay, you I, had I, opinions I, on what it was going to be, what the content was going to be. You said it was going to be the the arc that they already uh, wrote before. Uh, they just well, put it well, to well, animation. I think they whatever, already said. Yeah, whatever we're going to see has already been written. It's not been confirmed what exactly, except for one. I think we all know. 12 episodes for, I think, the seventh and final season of the series. I'm not sure if it's all going to be the Siege of Mandalore, which is supposedly the last battle of the Clone Wars before Sith happens. But based on interviews and things that I've read over the years, the series finale of Rebels back in the day was supposed to intersect with Revenge of the Sith and go past it. So I don't think, unless maybe they are, the entire 12 episodes will focus on the Siege of Mandalore because they had so many other arcs that were planned. So I don't know at this point. We're still I think over a year away from it, but I'm happy it's happening. I think six would be dedicated to the Siege of Mandalore, and I think the other six would be dedicated to intersecting with uh, Rebels. Don't mention That's just that the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially around Peter. Um that horrible sack of shit show. Am I right, boys? There, I did it. I did it for you. I, I did it for you, Peter. And so yes, you I don't have reiter- to say re- anything. I will reiterate that this washed away years of Peter trying to break me as a human being. This completely did years and hours of work to break me to the bone. And he was almost there. And then this trailer dropping erased all of that in one you know, swift stroke. You know what sucks too is if that would have not coming out, and then like the just the terrible day that was yesterday, I like it might I might have broken you, like I might have gotten there. You were so close. I, I would have gotten so it close. way with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids. Was, oh my god! <laughs> I mean, this is this for me. And I said this to Kyle earlier. This for me is why I get more excited about television than movies. Because right now, mm-hmm. for the rest of the year, except for one, now, tonight, there's not th- there's not something that I'm so over the moon excited for, notwithstanding Aquaman, because I saw the trailer today. But when I think about TV, I'm getting New Who, I'm getting S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm getting another season, I'm getting Game of Thrones next year, The Clone Wars is coming back. I'm in for next year. Star Wars Resistance? So... Kyle, <laughs> we had some bad news happen recently. Um, God, know, man, that was that was really horrible news. What happened? With so for the past week, John Schnepp, who is known as the director of Metalocalypse and has been uh, a comic book writer, a director of TV shows and movies and documentaries, and been a a, a film lover, a comic book lover, who um, has been on various media interwebs that all of us have followed throughout the years was in the hospital this past week because apparently he had a catastrophic stroke and one that he succumbed to on Thursday night when he passed away at the age of 51. There's, and I just want to say, look, just to start off with, Josh Schnapp was from afar, you can tell, a beautiful human being a kind individual, a kind giant, if you will, who treated everyone with respect and just, even if he disagreed with you, he just loved you. And he's just the ball of crazy fun you would want to be around with. The energy, the passion, the authenticity. And 
it really sucks that of all the people, I mean, no one deserves this, obviously, but of all the people, him, to have gone this way. And I could only think of how excited he would be today of all days to see trailers for Aquaman and for Shazam and just how over the moon he would have been to see how much there still was to see. I I just feel so incredibly sad for his family. And I'm just really sad that I won't get to hear him again anymore. And that he's not here. And it's still hard to believe that he isn't here. My heart goes out for them. And I, I'm just so sad. Peter. Um, I, th- I think this is the ultimate example of life just isn't fair. Because if there was just a shred of fairness, this would not have happened to John Schnepp. Because he's just... He was that incredible of a person. He was just a nice person that constantly tried to spread positivity and love for the passions and the love that he had um, and share it with others. And that's all we can really do in this life is, is, you know, find passions, find love, find connections with other people and celebrate that. And he did that every single damn day. And it's, it's just, it's terrible. I think it's so terrible that this happened to him. It's unbelievably sad. Um, If there's anyone out here that listens to this, um, go contribute to the GoFundMe um, for John Schnepp. Because again, we live in a country in which people that have to deal with horrible, you know, loss loss and injury and then they still have to worry about medical costs and it's it's disgusting it and really funeral is. arrangements and funeral arrangements um it's not right and again we we should do what we can to change that but right now this is about John Schnepp an incredible person who deserves to be celebrated Kyle I was late to the Collider bit, and I've only got to know him for three, two to three years. Uh, I know you and uh, you and Peter uh, got to know him through AMC Movie Talk and have a more uh, in-depth connection with Schnepp. Um... However, when I did see him on Collider, Collider <laughs> Heroes, Collider Movie Talk, and uh, everything else, I saw Death of Superman. Uh, I, his film. His film, uh, which is an amazing look at uh, a, f- a misfire of a, of, a, of a film, and just, like, him discussing, you know, albeit with, you know, other people like uh, John Campy, uh, Jeremy Johns, everybody else out there. Uh, he was always genuine. He was always a, a good person to be around. He looks like that go-to person that you would uh, you would go to at a party to have a discussion about life, uh, comic books, or whatever is on your mind, and uh, you'll just geek out about it. And uh, that it, it it is that incredible look at life that he he had for everything um he it, 
I don't know him personally, but uh, from what everybody says uh, that he's known, his close acquaintances and friends, is that he was one of the most incredible uh, men to walk this uh, walk this planet. And it is a very, it is very, uh, it is a huge misfortune uh, that that would happen to a guy like that. Um, I one of my hugest regrets in life. Um, I went to Palm Springs Comic Con last year, and I, I had, I was within breathing distance of John Schnepp, but I was too. Uh, uh, my anxiety took over and I could not uh, I could not talk to a man that I was like this guy could this guy seems like a nice guy but I just couldn't so my one of my greatest regrets is not talking to John Schnepp um, and it, it hopefully out there he's uh, he's jamming it out with Bob Kane uh, Steve Ditko and all his uh, heroes, all those heroes uh, that he's looked up to, and get a you know pick their brain and get sweaty in the afterlife, you know. So I think I I it is a very unfortunate thing to happen, and I could definitely feel that uh, Comic Con was definitely not the same without Schnepp because he was the person who would go out and out of his way and say, Hey, are you guys having fun? Let me, let me, let, let's have fun together. And that was his whole mantra. Let's have fun. Let's just be geeks together. Building connections with other people and celebrating this thing instead of, tr- unfortunately you see in geek culture so much trying to tear down each other. He was all about building each other up and say like, no, we all love the same thing. Yeah, um, more than anybody be. else, he really was made for this time, um, and I, you can tell that more than anybody else, he loved all of what was happening more than the rest of us ever will. Because he, his lifelong dream of these beautiful stories of graphic novels being made into films and being able to experience so many great films like this, just like living a dream. I just want to say to close it off, you know, it mentioned before that Peter and I had seen him on AMC Movie Talk, and it, you know, it just occurred to me. And I've been watching old clips of AMC this past week because, you know, Schnepp. And a big part of why, what made AMC Movie Talk work for me, and I'm sure for Peter as well, was just getting in to see John Schnepp and his commentary. Because there was nobody like Schnepp, and nobody would answer like Schnepp. He was so straight up and blunt, and you would always tell when he liked something and when he hated something, and he would always let you know. And he would always have just the weirdest and most bizarre ways of expressing himself that were just so charming and entertaining, weird and lovable. And I just, you know, I owe him a great debt of gratitude because watching him and and listening to him talk about and expressing how much he loves movies and how and why he would love movies was a big reason in how I developed my as I refer to it film psyche a lot of you know just listening to him talk about movies really helped me find my way and what I love about films and comic book movies and marvel movies and so many great things and it's 5 years that I've been listening to him on AMC Movie Talk, Collider Movie Talk, uh, Collider Heroes, um, 
and I'm going to miss him. I really am. You know, you, you see someone on your screen for five years, you think at some point, you think you know something about him, and now he's gone. And it just makes me incredibly sad. And it just makes me... Um, just uh, very cautious about the people who I keep in my life and when I won't be with them anymore. And it's just it's a reminder to keep those you love closest to you um, no matter what. And so with all feelings expressed, I think that will mark the end of this podcast. As I mentioned before, all the Doctor Who stuff will be reserved for the non-haters on Who Knows. <laughs> the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. news will be reserved for, obviously, the show coming up, along with a review of BoJack Horseman. This was We have many more podcasts um, on the channel, a review of Ant-Man and the Wasp. We're now on Google Play. We're on podcast.com or on iTunes and I believe Kyle is working to get us on Spotify yes uh, I I, I want to get it to the point where you could say listen to where uh, you listen to podcasts uh, because it is very strenuous to list off every other uh, uh, website so I'm working to get us to that level um also, another uh, another thing that we I want to announce is that me and Alexis Moreno are working on a, a, a mini series where we discuss uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, so I wanted to be the first uh, to announce that on here. Uh, we're going to be reviewing. Uh, I thought she was banished. We were we're going to be reviewing book one, uh, uh, pretty soon. So keep your ears peeled for that. Alexis, sign us off. You can also catch our disgusting faces on Red Spotlight on YouTube with our even more horrid opinions. This has been Red Spotlight Entertainment number 114. And until next time, don't die out there. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right.